0: Nostalgic. Movie review. Nerdy. Married Well, hello, everybody.
1: Welcome back to New and Nostalgic. I am David. And I'm Steven. And mm. today we are looking at John Wick, Chapter 4.
0: Yes, this... Movie came out this year, 2023. It's rated R. It's two hours and 49 minutes long. And the synopsis of this movie is John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against the new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes.
1: And this movie, of course, stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Lance Reddick, Clancy Brown, Ian McShane. Bill Skarsgård, and Donnie Yen. And there's, of course, many, many more.
0: (laughs) Yes. uh, I also bring up uh, Rina Sawama. There's actually, like, a fun story with the way she was cast. She was Akira. Uh, It was really funny because the the director and the casting director were sitting together one time. And they were trying to figure out, like, what kind of person they wanted for this role. And they're like, I kind of want, like, a uh, Japanese hip-hop artist. Or a Japanese pop artist. And they actually YouTube searched Japanese pop artist. And they found this girl and they loved the way that her hair looked and stuff. And they they thought that her look would be perfect for the movie. And so they actually, the next day, asked her to do a Zoom call. And they're like, hey, do you want to be in a John Wick 4 movie? (laughs) Nice. And uh, she actually did a a song for the soundtrack, too. Um, I, I think it's called Eye to Eye. But one of the things that was really cool, kind of a flashback to our first episode, she actually competed on Eurovision.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: (laughs) Lance Reddick, this was his final performance ever. Um, He died a week before the release of this movie. And rest in peace, Lance Reddick. But we are going to see him one more time. He did already have shot some scenes for the ballerina, the spinoff with uh, Ana de Armos.
1: This movie is just all around. It's an enjoyable kick-ass action movie. It's so... Fun
0: and well shot. This might even be the best of the series, which is saying something. But this entire series is so solid. Like, holy crap.
1: 100%. <laughs> I mean, th- this movie, I mean, it's I mean, it's basically a two hour and 50 minute action scene. But
0: it's oh, yeah, it's really good. It never felt long at all. It was Just so full of action and so full of over the top, just pounding music and the synthetic rock music that they played throughout this movie was so perfect. And yeah, just a lot of even like the video game inspired scenes um, in this movie are just incredible. Just everything about this and Donnie Yen playing a blind assassin. (laughs) You can't get any better than that um bill skarsgård performs as amazing as he always does he's one of those actors that i feel is very underrated too because he's amazing in everything he's in i haven't seen a bad bill skarsgård performance ever
1: yeah and this he does really good like his he has like this mixture of fashion and like flair Mm -hmm. to his character and it's he, he plays it so well and then yeah like you said donnie and I don't know, he, he's really good at playing that blind, like, oh, yeah. kung fu fighter
0: guy. He did play the blind guy in Rogue One. <laughs> yep,
1: exactly. So, I mean, and of course, Keanu. I, I personally think he is the only one out there that can actually keep this franchise alive. Like, and the only one that can be the character of John yeah. There's no one else alive that can do it. Yeah. It's Keanu's character.
0: Honestly, more and more nowadays I think of him more as John Wick than I even do Neo, which is crazy to think about because, I mean, the Matrix movies were so amazing to me. But then after, like, the fourth one just was really just not what it needed to be. Having him do this well with this franchise is just so amazing. And I love that because of how good the John Wick movies are, we're actually also getting a Constantine, too.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, he's basically going to be... John Wick, Constantine. So
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yes, just yes, 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 yes. Which I am kind of glad they are going to do more of this series, too. Like, I heard we're getting Ana de Armos is going to be the ballerina. It's going to be a spinoff series. We're getting a, a TV series called The Continental about how The Continental actually got started, that hotel. And then we're also getting a um, a prequel movie with Norman Reedus as the lead and... Uh, Keanu's going to appear in that one.
1: That all sounds like well and good and stuff, but it, well, it's exciting hearing about spin offs and continuations and stuff, but I just, you know, there's only so much they can do before they just start dragging the franchise through the mud. I agree. Like, I just, I, I hope all of this stuff that comes after it are really good but it's just you know kind of worrisome when franchises go on too long
0: well i mean it's kind of even i feel in the same way with like marvel stuff and how much they're slugging all that out with all the different tv series and stuff like even seeing the trailer for secret invasion i got really excited at first and then i realized it was a series and i was like i just want it to be a movie like
1: (laughs) (laughs) well just it's just like in situations like that and john wick you know you you gotta focus on quality over quantity yes and unfortunately there are companies out there that are focusing on quantity instead so mainly uh, disney <laughs> but yeah uh, john wick this movie has such a great momentum to it and mm-hmm. like it 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 never feels sluggish. Everything keeps being pushed forward. Even like, even at the almost three hour runtime, it has decent pacing. I don't remember at any time of the movie, you know, I kind of judge a movie at, you know, how many times I look at my watch. or yeah. If I just feel bored, I, I don't remember at any point feeling that way during this movie. It just edge of your seat the whole time.
0: Oh, agreed. Like, seriously, like, the entirety of this movie, I was sitting there just like, oh, oh, oh crap, oh shit, oh, oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> just like enthralled with the amount of action there was and the high octaneness of it all, and just the brutal stunts that they do in these movies. It's just, it's unmatched by any other movie. The choreography of the fight scenes in these movies are some of the best choreography we've seen in any fight scenes in any movies ever made it is incredible and is the thing i i value the most in these movies
1: on well, something i was surprised by where this movie you know it's the fourth in the franchise and it's that whole you know you don't want things to feel stale so every time there's a sequel mm-hmm. you've got to make things bigger better badder and like i remember when i saw the second movie it felt like a little more of the same but yeah. like, you know a little bit different but i just this movie my expectations because i was like oh it's just going to be another john wick movie but they they really went all out and it's not just more of the same you know some of it feels familiar enough but then they also you know go that extra step and just make things more exciting yeah with the action the dialogue the storytelling and even the the camera angles and just the way the movie is shot it's just so beautiful
0: oh yeah i mean like you're talking about like the things that were shot at the beginning of the movie when they're not the desert all of that desert scene was not digitally enhanced. That was all just camera work. That was no extra effects at all throughout that entire desert scene. I'm like, what? That was just natural. Like that's even more impressive. <laughs> that's cool. It that's actually cool,
1: like no, no CG upscaling. Yeah, or anything. They, they
0: shot that same, uh, they shot all the desert scenes in the same spot where they filmed Lawrence of Arabia actually. And, wow In jordan and actually the uh the king of jordan actually lent the director a helicopter so he could get all of his aerial shots of the desert he actually let, let him uh borrow a black hawk helicopter <laughs> to fly around i'm like the king of jordan even's like yeah use this for the movie please
1: <laughs> that's that's insane and dedication i mean they probably could have gotten the same shots with the drone but the fact they went that extra mile to get (laughs) a helicopter like wow uh Uh, but i guess moving on to the characters i just no character feels kind of stale or unneeded i felt like every character introduced was interesting and engaging it's just really cool how everything went
0: and oh yeah like the new characters we got in this like yeah obviously we got um donnie in was fantastic in this uh shamir anderson i i if i said his name wrong i'm so sorry but he played the tracker in the movie guy with the dog and oh my god that was amazing like i I loved his character and i love the things that they did with his character we'll get more into that in the spoilers i loved it getting more information on uh shimazu and his clan with all the japanese uh samurais and stuff like that like that was such a cool and seeing that hotel
1: well you're you're talking about all these side characters and i know you mentioned uh that ballerina spinoff and honestly i wouldn't mind seeing a spinoff with kane or the tracker
0: either seriously
1: like donnie yen's character i'd I'd watch any movie with donnie in it true he's just he's just a joy to watch
0: uh well, except for uh Mulan. We can we can forget about him in the live action Mulan.
1: I didn't watch it, so I don't know. He
0: wasn't bad. He wasn't bad in it, but that, that movie was terrible. That's the only movie I've seen of him that I don't like.
1: I guess going back to the action, I love how this movie starts out at the level of action that the third movie ended yeah. with. Like that high octane, like it's at that level, and then it just gets higher than that and you just don't expect that to happen but it's just so high octane just all over
0: the so place so i know we've kind of already been gushing about the movie but uh for me this movie is 100 percent definitely worth buying this is uh, go watch it in the theaters if you haven't watched it yet it's still in theaters if you liked any of the other john wick movies you're going to love this one just go ahead and buy it like you will not be sorry that you own this movie yeah
1: i, I also rate this very highly. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the John Wicks, I highly recommend watching all of them. But this this movie's definitely worth an own in yeah. my book.
0: Really well done. And I think you can watch it without seeing the other ones. Um, you just won't have as much as the background information on like what the Continental is, what are the rules of the assassin, why he's doing the things that he's done. So I think you do kind of need to watch the franchise. But if you did go into this completely blind, I think you would still enjoy the movie. But I think it's definitely worth watching the entire franchise for.
1: Definitely. So I guess uh, before we move on to spoiler territory, uh,
0: what do we got next week? We have Palm Springs. Palm
1: Springs. Uh, so that movie uh, has Andy Sandberg in it. It'll be really fun. Check it out.
0: Yep. It's on uh, Hulu. It's a Hulu yeah. original. Ooh, so yeah, go ahead and
1: check that out. And I guess with that. On to the spoilers.
0: Um, So like we said before, this movie starts out, John Wick traveling through the desert. He's on horseback riding and he's shooting off a bunch of uh, people chasing him down. And he makes it to, I think it was the person who actually cut off his finger in the third movie. Was it
1: him or it might have been the guy that took over for the dude that cut cut off his finger? Oh
0: yeah, it was the dude who took over for him. You're right. Because he even mentioned that, like, I'm not that same person, but... And killing me won't do anything or whatever.
1: They said they'll just find him another replacement.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just shoots him too. John Wick at this point is trying to, obviously, like he's been trying to do, just get out. He wants just out of this now. And the more and more people he keeps killing, and the more and more people they keep sending, they keep raising the bounty on his head. It gets to ridiculous numbers in this movie. Yeah,
1: the the, <laughs> the, the table, the the. They're the head of this continental group. Like they just want him dead and he's trying mm-hmm. to get out and just be a free man.
0: And so he's doing everything he can to just get out. And Lawrence uh Fishburne's character, Bowery King, he uh is helping him out a lot in this movie. He even kind of uses Winston in a couple different scenarios, which Winston, right off the bat, um, when we first get introductions to uh the marquee, Bill Skarsgård's character, he brings in Winston and uh, Karen to a a meeting with them and talks about all of the uh, problems with the Continental and how he's taking over the Continental until and actually shoots and kills Karen. Oof.
1: Yeah, and then he blows up uh, Winston's hotel right in front of him. Like, they look out the window Mm -hmm. and blow it up, and so he no longer is the head of his section of it.
0: Then we get Bill Skysguard really just saying, like, I'm going to be the one person who gets john wick killed i'm gonna send all the best people about it and then pulls kane into this story
1: yeah and kane is honestly he's in the same boat as john wick he is he is a character Mm -hmm. that he just wants to get out of this job and live his free life and be with his daughter take care of his daughter and he just keeps getting pulled back in
0: yeah and they're threatening to kill his daughter if he doesn't go after John Wick, which he was old friends with John Wick, so he doesn't want to. And he's got nothing against him, but he's kind of getting his hand forced. And yeah, it's it's all just really messy stuff. And you know, all the table are all, all really shitty people and really do anything to use and manipulate people to the best of their abilities and they're all really good at it.
1: I mean, the name of the game is making money using people to kill mm. other people. So I mean...
0: Yep. They, every... You have to be kind of sketchy. <laughs> yeah, but no
1: one's a person. An assassin isn't expendable, you know? hmm So, and I guess at that point, uh, John Wick goes to the hotel in Japan to meet yep. with uh, Shimazu.
0: Shimazu's daughter, Akira, which we said was uh, Rina Sawama, she doesn't want John Wick to be there at all and doesn't want her dad helping John Wick at all and doesn't know he's there at first, <laughs> but... Uh, he's really good friends with Shimazu, so Shimazu definitely took him in and has been kind of helping him out and protecting him and giving him a safe place to stay. And he, uh, he's even like telling his daughter, like, don't worry about it. Like, yes, this puts us in danger, but it's for someone who's done more for me than anybody else has. And you have to understand that. I have to help this man. Like, there's nothing I can do. Like, I have to. He's everything. And he would do this for me, so I have to do it for him. Yeah,
1: like the amount of, like, trust and respect between the two of them. Like, you help you, I'm going to
0: help me. Oh, the amount of honor.
1: Then all of the the Marquis group of assassins show up and, you know, start taken down the place. It's, it's quite an insane fight scene there. Like,
0: Oh yeah. It starts out so crazily.
1: <laughs> you, you think you've seen it all in a John Wick movie and then no, there's, there's more. And it's just, he's so creative with all the environments and you know, every action scene has like these fun angles and just the uses of the surroundings. Like it's fun watching them take advantage.
0: Well, and I, I even just love, I even just love the start of that scene because the Marquis' assassins come in and he tells his daughter like, Hey, discreetly start getting people out of the hotel. And then he gets all of his people to gather up on the top floor or the balcony area with bows. So they're all sitting there with samurai swords and bows. And these are some freaking crazy armor piercing bows like these are some of the best bow scenes i've seen in any movie period like it is insane every
1: time the arrow impacts someone like you can feel the impact like when you see someone get hit you're like oh and i mean all these all these soldiers are armored and then i i still find it a little ridiculous that there's like bulletproof suits like their suit and ties are bulletproof i i still find that a little ridiculous it's cool
0: but it's real
1: no i, I know i like i've seen <laughs> it's
0: it's there's it's a, so stupid
1: there's a channel called i think they're called the hacksmith check them out they make a lot of cool inventions but they they remade the the suits to check if it's possible and it is for some rounds a lot of high piercing rounds it's not going to work on but <laughs>
0: yeah well and i even saw a thing because i i watch a, a bunch of like the movie theories and stuff like that and i saw something for the batman where they were wondering if like the because he takes that shotgun blast like point blank and with his armor plating he just brushes it off like it makes him fall backwards but he doesn't take any damage and they're like that can't be real and apparently it completely is like most of the time we think kevlar is like the highest rating of armor for guns but it's actually only a armor rating 2.1 And we have all the way up to armor 4.5. That's only half. Kevlar is only half as good as the best shit. Like, that's insane to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you were going to talk about uh, one of the cool bow shots.
0: (sighs) Yeah. So one of the ones that stuck out to me the most. This guy goes up for like a, a... flying knee kick or something and he gets shot right in the knee and it pierces him to the wall and you just see him like dangling there with his knee up in the air and it's just it's insane how powerful that those bow shots were and just like some of those things were just so cool and the way they use the bow especially Akira in this scene the way she, like, used the bow and even, like, used the bow as a weapon itself. Like, not even use, not even with arrows, just hitting them with the bow. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, as a melee weapon. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty sweet scene. And I guess towards the end, you know, uh, John is able to escape because uh, Shimazu helps him out to get out. But uh, it ends up costing him his life.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the other scenes I really love in this is... We get to see Donnie Yen's first like real fight scene here. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing is he he runs away from all these enemies and he runs into this kitchen area I and mean, he's got his uh, walking stick. So he's like being able to see where things are. And he puts down all these motion sensors with alarms all over this room at different heights and stuff. So as soon as he hears ding, he knows a person's right there and he can hit them with his cane and it's just so perfect i i had never seen blind fighting as good as this blind fight scenes were but like him using audio clues like that and him having those things on him was such a unique feature that was so well thought out that i had to mention it i was like that is just perfect it's really cool
1: watching his reaction like as a blind man you can you know two audio cues like hit the way he tilts his head when he hears something in a certain direction or um, mm-hmm. but I did, I, I found it super awesome and also kind of funny that, uh, like when you picture like a blind Kung Fu fighter with a cane, it's like almost very predictable that the cane is actually a sword in disguise, which <laughs> yeah. ends up being the case. When that happened, I was like, tweet, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: But you you did whatever every movie does. <laughs>
1: every every blind character has a hidden sword as their cane. I mean, why wouldn't you? I know. I mean, even, you know, I'm gonna get a cane sword. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the scene where uh, John Wick escapes, and we get this awesome duel between Kane and Shimazu, and it's just mm. it is brutal. Just the the sword swipes and how fast they are it's it's like it, it's definitely an anime fight where like they swipe and oh, then yeah. suddenly after a second that the wound appears you know
0: <laughs> and one person's lying on the ground the other person's standing there and blood dripping on the sword it's so anime you're so right with that like it's so perfect it's awesome the action choreography in this movie i'm gonna say it so much choreography is my word of the day. So ridiculous just how beautiful it is. And seriously like everything, like I I didn't believe that they were going to have this much swordplay and bows and arrows in this one because they kept on going more and more with guns and the last one was basically all guns and then like the addition of the dogs, but them adding a lot more swordplay and like the blind fighters and the bows and arrows. I was like, "Yes, this is this is what you need to do."
1: <laughs> Pretty sweet, but uh I guess this is where I wouldn't mind Seeing a off with Kane and like Akira mm-hmm. hunting him down because it's at this scene where Akira is like, you know, Kane killed my father. I want to hunt him down. And I mean, there's even a callback to it in the mid mid credit scene later that we'll talk yeah. about. But. It'd be cool to see a spinoff like that.
0: Oh, 100%. What is directly after that one? Like, I'm trying right, to this movie think. kind of
1: all blends together for a while because it's one long action scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I know we're not towards the end yet, but in a way, like, we're already... I know. ...halfway through the movie, even though we're talking about, like, the first and second scenes here. Because, I mean, th- this, this fight in the Japanese hotel, I mean, it takes a good, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Like, it's a chunk of the movie.
0: I know kind of after that, we kind of get more of the... Stuff with the Marquis sending more and more people after John Wick and Winston actually gets a hold of John Wick. I think this is kind of what happens Mm. next, where Winston tells Wick that Karen was killed and they're actually, like, meeting at his gravestone. Yeah. And... Uh, Winston's like, hey, I think I found a way for you to possibly get out and for me to do things the way I want to do things too and kind of get revenge on this asshole who killed Karen because Karen didn't need to die. He was the most amazing man, way better than any man of, way better than me, way better than you. And... They both kind of like looked agreed to that. Yeah, he uh,
1: Winston sets up John Wick on his next side quest. This whole movie co- kind of feels like a video game, but it does. So he tells John Wick that there is a way to get his freedom out of it, but in order to do it, he needs to one be able to get a duel set up with the Marquis. But first, in order to do that, he has to become reinstate as a family member of one of the. Uh, assassin groups within the continental group itself so John ends up going to these other people to get his be a part of their family of the assassin group but in order to do that he gets another side quest to go murder someone that wronged that assassin group, so it's it's kind of convoluted, but it's it's very video gamey.
0: Oh yeah, no, it one hundred percent is like that's also a thing that I fullheartedly and they even took some inspiration from video game scenes. We'll take we'll talk to you about some of those later. Mm-hmm. He goes back to his uh, Russian family that originally took him in, mm-hmm. and I think that's the family and that took him. And then he gets that quest to kill that guy, and they get that kind of poker game where the guy rigged it so he would win, and he was gonna kill. Kane and Wick and uh, Tracker. Yeah. And like that guy who played him, he was such a monster of a dude. Like he seemed like a video game mini boss or like a video game boss.
1: So that character's <laughs> name is Killa and he's actually... Uh... The actor that played him, Scott Atkins, he's an MMA fighter.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So
1: they they had him in a fat suit doing, like, MMA fighting moves. It was super cool.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, that fat suit just reminded me so much of, like, those old school, like, brawler games, like, uh, Def Jam Fight for New York, with, like, so, having some of, like, the big rappers, like, Biggie and stuff being there. Like, he just was this monster, like, big, chunky dude. And you could just... St- like see how hefty he was in his punches and stuff i was expecting john wick to be able to kill him pretty quickly but having to have him chased down throughout this entire nightclub scene was actually like really cool and really crazy and really brutal like the fight with him was just so gut crunching and stuff like so many times i was like oh my god it's like <laughs> one of you guys is definitely gonna die here yeah
1: and i guess okay I guess he did, did like, some kickboxing and stuff, so maybe it wasn't. Okay. But, I mean, he's a professional fighter, so it was kind of cool seeing that. And you just don't expect it. Um, I saw an interview somewhere where people didn't even, I guess, recognize it was him at first because they did so well with the makeup of the fat suit.
0: They really did. I actually thought that guy was just that big, honestly. I felt weird that he was that big, but at the same point, I was like, man, that looks real.
1: Yeah, the, the makeup for the movie did... They did, the artist did a really great job with his character yeah so he gets through like this fight scene i found that fight scene a little ridiculous in this nightclub when he fought Killa. a little bit because i mean i don't i don't care who or where you are if there are people fist fighting and shooting guns at each other in the middle of a crowd that are dancing in a rave they're going to react but there were people kind of just they danced through it as these two are fighting through them. It just felt ridiculous.
0: So pardon me for that, because I was kind of trying to talk with Jen about that stuff. And one of the things is if it is another like kind of like hotel scenario and the everyone there's assassins, then they're just butting out of it and they're like, who cares? Like one of them's gonna kill each other. Yeah. Or maybe there it'd be against the rules for them to intervene. But also If it is just, like, a regular nightclub, a lot of those people might be on, like, drugs and stuff and just are so oblivious to everything. The music's so loud. They're just dancing. They're just focusing on the hot girl in front of them. They're not actually focusing on anything else. Like, I I get that it seems a little ridiculous, but I I feel like there is some possible explanations for some of it, but I do think there should be more reactions in some of these scenes. Like I know, I think in the bathhouse scene in the first one, there was a lot of people running away and screaming and stuff. And that felt a lot more real than this one did.
1: Well, I mean, you even see some of these people, like their only reaction is they kind of look over and see them fighting to the death and they kind of shrug it off. Like, "Eh, let's just keep dancing. So, I don't know. It was bizarre. I'm sure there's an explanation, but it's just.
0: Uh. <laughs> You're right. It is one of those things that I, I I would typically point out. But yeah, so I
1: guess after that scene, so he got sent there, and he had to bring proof back to the Russian family that he killed him. So he ends up t- ripping out his gold teeth.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then he gets reinducted into the family, and he gets like these brands burnt on his arms, which ooh, made me kind of ouch,
0: <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. shift in my
1: seat because just sit, they have like this. I don't know, a giant metal pot that's, like, so hot. They're just putting their arms on it and singeing, burning their skin and just, mm. no, I, I wouldn't be that dedicated.
0: That looked and felt so real, too, because a lot of times when you get branding scenes in movies and stuff, you get, like, the quick, like, burn effect and then they like just pull away they actually had to rip their arm off of these pots because of how much it stuck to it with it being so hot for so long like you actually see them like actually like struggle to get it off at first and have to rip their arm off and it's that small attention to detail in these things that i'm like ouch (laughs) that felt so real like their brands
1: well done and not rare
0: yeah <laughs> so it's gotta stay for a long time
1: yeah so he's he's back in the family now and then we proceed towards the end of the movie which I know it kind of feels like we're both moving fast and slow getting to the end of the movie but the a lot of these scenes are they're very long scenes so I mean yeah. there's only like six scenes in the movie but <laughs> they're they're all long fight scenes
0: so yeah um he does end up getting his uh duel. With the marquee, and he has a sit down meeting with them, which they they do this really cool like game of high card, low card to pick who gets to pick the certain parameters for the duel. So like first thing would be like location or, or no, it was time. It was time and they both had a bunch of cards in front of them. they flipped it over whoever had the highest card picked the time that they wanted it to be at. And then it was location, whoever draw the highest card, picked the location and then weapons mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. And so it, it became this thing where it was going to be dueling pistols at sunrise the next day or something like that. Yeah. And we get the most video game action scene of all time after this, which was done after a video game. A lot of people thought they were trying to uh, reenact Hotline Miami. It very much feels like Hotline Miami. It's that over the top uh, visual style going through and blasting through enemies and the
1: camera looking
0: straight down with uh, synthwave music playing throughout the entire thing which was just so amazing the best kind of music for these action scenes mm.
1: the The game that it actually was based on was Hong Kong Massacre
0: and we get to see and this is something that is real um, These dragon's breath ammunition from these shotguns that literally <laughs> shoots like incendiary rounds that kind of look like a f- dragon's fire breath when you shoot it out of the muzzle it is insane this entire scene it's like five six minutes long of him going through this entire building just blasting through people and it is so amazing
1: (laughs) yeah basically throughout you know this is during the night before the duel that is at dawn i guess the the marquee decides to put this huge bounty out for john wick because he's trying to get him killed before he actually has to participate in the duel you know so throughout the night everyone's trying to kill him and this this dragon's breath scene is so creative and beautifully shot and I think one thing I love about it is uh throughout the movie uh the tracker is also hunting down John Wick trying to get money so he can do his own you know, you know he has his own reasons for doing things uh but he's he's this really skilled assassin and he has this like assassin dog that helps him and he has these cool commands that the dogs can fight and one thing I love about this Dragon's Breath scene is John Wick and the tracker are fighting. And then uh, this uh, one of the Marquis assassins comes to try to kill John Wick too. And uh, the tracker's dog intervenes and is fighting that assassin. Well, that assassin ends up getting the dog downed and he's about to go kill the dog. And John Wick has the tracker pinned down with his gun. And John Wick's about to shoot the tracker, but then he sees... The Marquis assassin about to shoot the dog, and he decides, "Nope!" Kills the assassin and saves the Mm -hmm. dog instead of killing the tracker. I just really liked that scene, and you know that.
0: Well, and you even saw that in the tracker's face, like, "Oh my God, maybe I shouldn't kill John Wick." Like he just saved my dog. Yeah. Like,
1: well, and I guess the tracker found like a newfound respect for John Wick, and I think he respected him in the first place, but.
0: He needed the money. Well, and that was the thing that I loved throughout this entire movie, too, because with his character, he's kind of playing this double angle where um, if the Marquis's not offering enough money to him, he's not helping him kill John Wick. And he's actually helping John Wick out. <laughs> he's killing all these other assassins and like, oh, fine. I'll just kill these other guys and make you raise your price. And then once all of his other assassins fail, he gives him a call again, like fine 14 million. Well, it's 20 million now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really cool. And I guess, so from the dragon breath scene, we move into one of the most ridiculous fight scenes and it's in, I forget what it's called. I think it's in London, but it, it it's somewhere in Europe where there's that giant mm-hmm. roundabout that has like 20 lanes or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's just all those cars. And John Wick gets in this cool car fight scene and ends up in that roundabout (laughs) and fighting people while also getting hit by cars and throwing people into cars. I mean, this guy takes a beating for being – like, he's supposed to be the deadliest assassin (laughs) there is. He's constantly getting pushed to his limits, but –
0: Oh, 100%. This is another
1: one of those ridiculous scenes where I'm like, okay, how many uh, – I started counting. How many cars is he going to get hit by before he dies? It was <laughs> ridiculous.
0: Well, and there's some ridiculous scenes. I remember like one of the ones that we both reacted to the most was he kind of like kicked some guys back and like moved out of the way and then they got hit. By this car and mid air shoots them both in the head as they're flipping from the car hitting them. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this guy's talent level? Like, holy shit. Like, this is
1: incredible. I mean, honestly, I would not be surprised if, you know, fan theory becomes truth. You know, Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves in this. This is probably like John Wick is just a scenario in The Matrix. It's got to be. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's possible for sure. Yeah, it just gets so ridiculous with all these scenes and you're just like sitting there and you're just like he's taking the beatings. And even uh, he was saying like during the filming of this movie that he really got pushed to his limit and he had so many like and I wouldn't say like arguments or anything with the director, but especially during the uh, the staircase scene where we're going to get to pretty soon. he He kept on looking up at the director like. We got to do more.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of falling down these stairs. <laughs> yeah, after after the car scene, he finally makes it to the final staircase to get to the summit where they're having the duel. And it's it's a really famous staircase that has like 200 and something stairs on it. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called. The fight choreography is so cool in this stair fight scene. But at the same time, I just I wonder, like, How many stairs is this guy like going to fall down? John Wick makes it halfway up, falls all the way back down to the bottom, makes it three quarters of the way up, falls all the way back down to the bottom. He gets getting kicked and he just (laughs) rolls all the way down. I'm like, man, this guy can take it. It's such a
0: steep staircase that pretty much if you start falling, you're going to fall most of the way down unless you're able to catch yourself on the rails or something. He's fighting more and more assassins and the bounty gets up to like 25 million. So everyone's trying to kill him at this point. So there's hundreds of people trying to kill him and he then uh donnie in's character wants him to be able to still make it to the duel so he starts helping him out and then the tracker comes in and he starts helping him too and then the the tracker actually at one point gets another call to and he's fine i'll give you 25 million you kill john wick and he's got his aim on john wick and he's about ready to but then the dog looks over at i'm like no, don't. <laughs> he saved my life, asshole. And he, the way they shot that dog looking at him, it almost sounded like exactly like that. Like if we heard the dog's thought right now, it'd be like, "You know, he saved me. What are you doing?" <laughs> and the guy looks at his dog. He's like, "Yeah, I can't," and then shoots the other guy instead.
1: <laughs> well, I know uh, Kane is really helping John wake up there because the Marquis ended up weaseling his way out of the duel and getting it, so that Kane mm-hmm. is forced to participate in this gun duel with John Wick instead of the Marquis. So he, you know, kind of cheated. So Kane's like, you know, I'm going to help you make it to that summit so we can have a proper duel. It's really cool.
0: Oh, and I guess we did forget to say the stakes of this were that if, John wins. He's out of this life forever. He'd never like the entire table has to disregard his existence. He's no longer a threat. He's no longer able to be a target for assassination. He's just done. Yeah, he completely. He gets
1: his freedom and then Winston gets reinstated to his hotel of the Continental
0: and gets his Continental rebuilds. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Winston threw in that extra stuff because, you know, Winston always has to have an angle. He always has to be on top.
1: (laughs) So uh, and they finally make it up and he makes it just in time, like barely limping his way in. He and and Kane holding each other up, walking up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we get the scene and they have the first to start uh, 30 paces away from each other. Single fire. They each take a shot. And then if they don't die, they move 10 paces forward and take another shot, and then another 10 paces, and then take a shot until one of them's dead. And that's the way the duel is supposed to go down, they only get one bullet at a time. It's a one-bullet gun chamber. It's a very old-school, dueling pistol-style guns, which those are really Mm -hmm. cool-looking guns, honestly. Yeah, beautiful. They both keep shooting each other and walking forward, shooting each other, walking forward, and then on the... One where they're only 10 paces away. Donnie shoots Wick and he's lying on the floor because he got shot in the stomach. Like he's bleeding bad. The Marquis gets so excited like, oh, we won the duel. He's going to die. Uh, we won the duel. Uh, he's going to do this. I'm going to take up the gun and I'm going to shoot the last shot at him. And then the Marquis didn't realize John Wick never shot his shot. So he then gets to shoot the Marquis <laughs> because he stepped into the duel circle. Which got to kill one of the people on the table and got his freedom.
1: So good. And yeah, I guess the movie ends with uh, him getting his freedom and then John Wick walks down the stairs a little and then sits down and presumably dies.
0: I think the director did say afterwards that he is dead. I
1: think I saw an interview with uh, Keanu Reeves and the director, and the director said, John Wick is dead until we decide we want to make a sequel.
0: So oh. so he's
1: in canon. John Wick is officially dead. If they ever make a sequel, they might find a way to bring him back. But I, I don't think they'd be able to
0: at this point. I don't think so either. They,
1: they really put it there. Like, nah, he's
0: dead. I, I kind of hope this is the final one. Yeah. Honestly, because, mm. I don't know where you go from here no. besides just taking out the entire table in the next one. Like. <laughs> and, I mean,
1: at this point, John Wick has no reason to. He got his freedom.
0: Exactly. So uh,
1: I understand like spinoffs and stuff, but they don't bring John Wick back, except like you said, yeah. an appearance in the prequel is fine. But one thing that they kind of left ambiguous when Winston is in front of John Wick's, I guess, grave or no, it's when they're talking. Winston calls John Wick's son and... It's left ambiguous as to, like, is Winston actually John Wick's father or was it just one of those things where it's an older gentleman calling someone a son, you know, like.
0: Yeah, I didn't even, like, think about that. Yeah, for me, I th- I thought it was just because, like, they he kind of, like, views him as a son mm-hmm. or something, but. I guess that's, we have no idea who his parents are at all because he was that orphan that got brought into that Russian family. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I, I didn't really look too much into it, but the, I saw some interviews where it's, it's purposely left ambiguous to make you kind of think like, is that, okay. is that something that's true or not? And then we do get an end credit scene of uh Kane watching over his daughter. She's playing violin and he's walking up to see her. And then in the background, it, the camera zooms in and Akira is walking up behind Kane, presumably to kill him and get revenge.
0: One of the other like, big inter- interesting facts I thought was really interesting with this is Keanu Reeves only speaks 380 words throughout this entire movie. This movie is an hour longer than even the first John Wick and is the longer, longest of the series. And it's one of the lowest word counts ever spoken by a main character in a movie. He
1: He said what he said without... What do you need to do without words?
0: I'm just like, that's how much action is in this movie. The lead character only has less than 400 words in a three hour long movie. It doesn't help. It's it's
1: kind of funny. Whenever anyone talks to John Wick, I swear every response he has is between one and one and three words long of a response. He rarely ever says a full, complete sentence. Seriously, though. If I could describe this movie in one word, I'd probably say satisfying. It's, it's a satisfying mm. end to a series and an overall movie. Like, it's it's really well done.
0: This is the perfect way to wrap up a series. I think this is the best way they could have done it. Every time one of these was announced, I was like, what are they going to do now? Like, I thought John Wick was just going to be one movie and be done, especially because I thought that was just like such a crazy scenario. Like, oh, you kill my dog, I kill your entire family and all of the assassins, And then the assassins are going after them. And then the higher assassins going after him. And then the high table going after him. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? There's so many twists and turns throughout all these movies, especially at the end of the third one, where I was like, I was just barely he like barely survives falling off that building (laughs) and i'm like what are you doing after that (laughs) so i was like i i was really kind of worried how far they were gonna go and i'm so glad they did this as well as they did perfect choreography and perfect action and i can't say enough how perfect this movie was like this to me is one of the all-time best action movies
1: it's it's really good and it's it's a great ending to the series it Definitely, they shouldn't make another John Wick movie. If they want to do their spin-offs and stuff, you know, go ahead and try it out. But they don't need to make John Wick's story any
0: longer. Well, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything about it. That's
1: John Wick. Uh, again, <laughs> buy it and watch it. Definitely. Reminder that next time we are watching Palm Springs. So go ahead and uh, get yes. on your Hulu account and watch it before we talk about it. We'll see you next time.
0: Bye.